Blog Talk Radio. Probably are more like 
16.3. And yet Donald Trump lied to the American people. Oh, my God. What a shock. What what blows my mind is – and I – um. I'm a legal expert, not a financial. I don't fully understand why the market is valued where it is with so many people out of work and some of the basic fundamentals of the economy are in shambles or, you know, retail and service industry uh, jobs just don't exist in the same way they did three or four months ago. And um, I assume the market and its wizards on Wall Street are smarter than I am with the valuations, but I, I, it really blows my mind that at a time of economic collapse and um, broad hardship for millions and millions of people, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is going up, up, up. I, I don't get that. Real quick, the mm-hmm. show tonight is brought to you by the law office of Warwick and Nunn, 972-866-4852. You guys got a little bit of a snazzy website going on there, my friend. You like it? I do. I like Hunter's head down, walking like you guys are actually discussing something. <laughs> you know, we really are discussing something. I know you <laughs> In are. that photograph. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, thank you. I, I we did uh, upgrade our website a couple months ago. So, what are the legal ramifications about this, if anything? Because there doesn't seem to be any legal ramifications for the president at all. Right. So, um, I would say that the remedy is really political rather than legal. I I think that um, if there was an actual violation of law, it was likely. Um, to do with the Administrative Procedures Act and to do with um, the way the executive is required to do reporting. But um, I, I really don't think that Donald Trump is legally in jeopardy for that. I mean, you want to talk about legal jeopardy, we can talk about decisions regarding the Mueller report's redactions and Michael Flynn's sentencing. Um, but for with regards to the lying about the unemployment numbers and the victory lap that he took that was false, I think that that's the remedy for that is politics, vote him out. Um, whereas there may be actual legal remedies for some of those other matters I was discussing. How do you think he's handled the Floyd, the, the George Floyd situation? And then, you know, he tear gassed innocent people that were in, they were protesting very innocently. I mean, you can see it in the mm-hmm. video. There's no lying about it. What did you think about that when you saw that? Well, I think a lot of things about that. And um, I, you're, I assume you're referring to the tear gas incident of Lafayette Park in Washington, D.C. Um, and that was incredibly horrific for a bunch of reasons, not the least of which it is my understanding that that was actually thought up by Ivanka Trump and orchestrated by um, Attorney General William Barr, neither of which have the authority to order the police to do anything, um, which is the fact that they listened is shocking in and of itself, but I understand the chain of command and it, you know their detail is to protect the president, and if the president and his team tell them Tatir gas the protesters. Well, I, I mean, they are quote unquote just doing their job, just like Nuremberg. Um, so, you know, I have a lot to say about that. But I think more broadly, I think, and, you know, we are doing this show. I know the show is heard around the world, but we're doing this show here in Dallas, Texas. And today, on this fateful day of June 11th, the uh, Donald Trump is here in Dallas, Texas at the Gateway mm. Church doing. Yes, doing an event um, about those protests, and um, he's supposedly on a listening tour to talk about um, racial injustice and um, how he can change police and law enforcement policy to reduce friction between the communities. That's what he's supposedly doing. But Except he's sitting at the all table. All three of Dallas's cops. 
he's sitting at the table with his oh. arms crossed like a five-year-old. He's not listening to anything. Right. And and all three of Dallas's top law enforcement offices, its chief of police, its um, uh, attorney general, and its uh, county judge, uh, are all African American men, um, and all three of them are excluded from. Donald Trump's meeting today that is allegedly to talk about law enforcement's relationship with the African-American community. So it's like, what is he really doing here? His response to the George Floyd protests is, I mean, it's the same as his response to anything else. It's all about spin and narcissism and his refusal to accept responsibility and care about policy and it's about you know his re-election and chances and how he can make money and things like that um you know there was a rally to i believe it was today in nevada where a bunch of men white men in in klu klux klan hoods with huge trump flags disrupted the protest and you know, it, it's not. I I I like to. Longtime listeners of the show will know that I like to focus more on economics than race. Um, I right. think a lot of the, uh, I think a lot of the issues with race in this country are trumped up by uh, very wealthy, powerful people to divide the populace, which is otherwise united against the oligarchs, but. There's no question that America has race race issues, especially with regards to its African-American populace. I mean, we had slavery for years. And um, Donald Trump is not doing what he's supposed to do as the president of our country. He's acting like a president of the Confederacy, not like a president of the United States. Back to the jobs numbers real quick. So you don't think he has any responsibility at all? As far as maybe not legally, but he's lying to the American people and making them think we're in a right. better standing than what we are. Uh, okay, yes, and so I would say that my my point, my prior point was correct. That the remedy is political. Yes, he holds responsibility because he's a liar, and it makes sense for people to vote the liar out of office. I don't think he's legally liable for you know committing a crime or something like that. Um, because he's lying about the job numbers. I think that if there is someone in the government who is legally liable criminally for those job numbers being false or partially false, it's some sort of administrator, um, not the president of the United States. That said, the president of the United States is not – he is culpable. It's just not a criminal matter. So if you were – how, how did you take it when you heard five million? Are you thinking that these are people that have just went back to work, or are these just made-up numbers? <laughs> so you know the labor economics of the coronavirus are very very interesting, and um, I do think that that is your question assumes a false premise that. The, the unemployment numbers prior to the coronavirus pandemic were accurate. Um, and the reality of the situation is that the labor participation rate is something like 80% of it, uh, 80% of Americans, pre, uh, 80% of able-bodied Americans above 18 and below 65 um, were actually working. And what that means is that something like 20% of Americans who are not disabled between the ages of 18 and 65 are not working in a formal job in the economy pre-coronavirus, but we have an unemployment rate, quote-unquote, of 3%. Where are those other millions of people going? And the answer is they're playing with statistics um, where if they're you know, not actively looking for work, they don't count as unemployed. So um, you know, your premise – I understand what you're saying, and I think that the jobs numbers in the most recent jobs report are inaccurate. But um, I think they were likely inaccurate in the reports before that and before that and before that for years. Um, and that has more to do with statistics and massaging numbers than what the numbers actually are on the ground. If you look at the U 
six figures regarding labor participation rate, you have a, a much better idea of um, how many people are actually for real working as a percentage of the population. All right, Almost. Thank you so much for your uh, intellect <laughs> and keeping me focused Thank you, on sir. the law and what is what my hope is. <laughs> Go ahead and do and your uh, closeout for us if you don't mind. Very good. Thank you, John. And I uh, really appreciate the platform to discuss some of these big issues, issues big and small. One of the big issues that I've talked about repeatedly on this show that scares me and continues to scare me is the likelihood of Donald Trump refusing to concede should he lose the election in November, which is looking increasingly likely. His public polling is way down in the last month. Um, Joe Biden yesterday on The Daily Show said that he's also concerned about that. But Joe Biden made a very good point, and Joe Biden said that he's hopeful that all of the generals and military leaders who have refused Trump's orders to, quote, dominate, unquote, the protesters, make him hopeful that when Trump loses in November, the military will be ready to, to remove him forcibly if he refuses to leave. And I think Joe Biden's right. And um, I hope that all of your American listeners are registered to vote and are planning to vote straight ticket Democratic. But um, even if you're not uh, registered to vote or you're not from America, you can do things to support the Black Lives Matter movement. You can do things to support uh, press freedom and uh, the freedom of expression and religion that's so dear to Americans and Western liberals all over the world. And um, I just urge all of your listeners to uh, do what they can to uh, derail this lawless president and allow us to take our country back uh, because America's great and I love this yes, country. Sir. Thank you so much, All right. so much almost warmers you, John. Warmers and none. And we'll till next week. Cannot wait. Thank you so much, my friend. All right, guys, this is All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood. And we need to take a quick break. When we come back, my amazing co-host will be joining me. This is Shallow by Lady Gaga. I believe she won an Oscar for it or an Academy Award, one or the other. I'm sure Will will clear that up for me when we come back. Don't touch that dial. And in the bad times I feel myself. I'm a fifty-five. Very well under control. Uh, we have very little problem in this country at this moment. There's a theory that in April, when it gets warm, uh, historically that has been able to kill the virus. The people are getting better. They're all getting better. Now the Democrats are politicizing the coronavirus, you know that. And this is their new hoax. And we're prepared and we're doing a great job with it and it will go away, just stay calm and we'll see what happens. But they think uh, August could be July, could be longer than that. I've spoken actually with my son, he says, how bad is this? It's bad, it's bad. I was talking about what we're doing is under control, but I'm not talking about the virus. All right, right, Mr. President. This hoax that you think is a hoax has taken 110 110,000 American lives, and they're saying another 100,000 is on the way. I just wanted everybody to hear that from the horse's mouth. We'll be right back. Over from investors. I wish I had bought Amazon or Netflix when they were first recommended by The Motley Fool. I'd be sitting on a gold mine, and it's true. If you had invested in Amazon when we send a buy alert at $15.31 per share, you'd be up 12,000%. Or if you had invested in Netflix when we recommended it at $1.85 per share, you'd be up 18,000%. And while Amazon and Netflix have had a good run, we think these five other stocks are screaming buys. And you can buy them now for less than $49 a share. You can grab a copy of five growth stocks under $49 for free for a limited time only. Now, don't look back five years from now regretting that you failed to act. Simply click to enter your email, and we'll send you your five free stock picks directly to your inbox. 
It has to mean something. So we make sure this means something, that we've done everything to make your shopping, test driving, and car buying experience the way it should be. CarMax. Welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood, and that is whole Courtney Love, one of my idols. I just love her to death. Let's welcome our co-host, Will Cobb. How are you, Will? Hey, hey, John Hollywood. So I got to ask you a question. Yes, sir. After Amoth Orange, I have no idea what rodeo that man rides in, but... Wouldn't that be great after sex talk? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd respond to that. <laughs> well, it's not your job. I'm just. I think it's hilarious. I mean, that's a really good good point. Yeah, right. You you have to be the host and the gentleman here, but man, he was good. He was good. But what I was wanting to know is when you're giving the American people the wrong numbers and that's how they're planning their life. I mean, I I guess legally I'm seeing what he's saying, but I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Well, and I don't even know anything about the legal aspects of that. That's Amos's job. But the question I have to ask is why are we as American people concerned about what the stock market says about us? Because here's the point. I mean, own stock or a lot of stock? Hmm. John? Yeah. All right, so you Say that one more time. You're, you you cut out or I cut out. Well, I said, how much stock do you own? I don't own stock, actually. Um, so I have a Bitcoin lot of and things like that, but I don't own stock. 81% by 1% of America. So why are we asking, is that what matters? No. Is that our economic base? But the jobs report, one in five Americans is out of jo- out of a job. And I would agree with almost that more than that are out of jobs. It probably is. But it, I think 42 million people, it's the, the worst recession, of I mean, in the history of our country. I mean, Donald Trump has yet but set you, another history record that he probably would not like his name attached to. Absolutely. You are so right about that. And we also have to ask, what kind of jobs are these people out of? I mean, I mean, how many people are still working white-collar, rich jobs? Are well, actually, of- what they were saying is they were saying it was construction, restaurants, and um, I forgot the other one. I don't have it in front of me, but – I was interested to see that since we just now started opening. How in the hell can those numbers be counted because we were under a shelter in place? It's just so stupid. Absolutely, and and we're talking about jobs that people work hourly or daily or have no health insurance. I mean, we're not talking about real American jobs, are we? Uh, we're supposed to be. What the jobs report right, supposed but to be what today. Trump is touting is big American jobs, and yet what we're really talking about is people who can't go to work at churches, chicken, or building a building. Yeah, and, and by the, the thing way, is, half of those people, are, of those people let's face it, I'm going to say it, may not have immigration status. True. That's very true. And the thing is, is that with the jobs that I just read off, I more than anything don't believe these numbers now because – and why doesn't someone stand up and say, hey, listen, we've all been in a shelter-in-place order, especially in May because this is the May's report. We just started opening. There's no way that many people went back to work that quick. It just didn't happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what almost didn't read today was the stock market literally crashed. It did. It did crash. And that's, you know, everybody's always said that the trouble that Donald Trump would have would be when the economy started tanking. 
Well, it's tanking, and nobody's got any fish or anybody trying to fish him out of the water. Of course, it would take a well, huge you're fishing so, pole. You're so right, John, but the point is the stock market keeps going up and down and up and down. But the point is, is that average Americans, which you and I are concerned about, that's what this show is about, are not getting better. That's true. I agree. And the thing that I'm thinking about here, too, is that Donald Trump doesn't care about any of that. Is that your – what's going on? Hmm, Something's going on with somebody's headphones. There you go. Yeah, no, I – I think Donald Trump has decided that he is going to just throw everything out and, and or see see whatever sticks. Well, you know, the point is, is the man wants power. Autocracy matters to him. Really get what's going on in society. He doesn't care. So, you know, as we struggle and we try to find out how to move forward in this nation – I don't think he's our supporter. You think? Uh, yeah, thanks. The, the one thing I want to bring up about the jobs report, because almost and I did not get to this, and I think it's important. There was a special note at the bottom of this report that was given to them, and it said overall employment rate will be about three percentage higher than reported, meaning the unemployment rate will be 16.3 for May, but that would still be an improvement from unemployment at 19.7 in April, applying the current standards. And what I don't understand is why people are not more up in arms. I mean, because if you think about it just on a common sense basis, they can't. that's such a brilliant point. That's such a brilliant point. It's some of the worst numbers in history. Trump tried to say, well, George Floyd is happy because it's better, but today we found that it's not 1.5 more million Americans applied for unemployment. The, the numbers are lies. They're completely lies. They're frauds, and it's a fraud on the American people because it's making the American people think that things are getting better when they're not, and they're not going to get and- better for a lot longer especially when we no. are having the highest reporting of coronavirus now again since things are starting to open again. And, you know, I admire him. Even if he just said, okay, it's coronavirus, everything had to close, we have really low employment numbers, I'm so sorry, we're working on it. But instead he just lied. But that would be admitting he made a mistake. That would be admitting that – <laughs> well, Trump doesn't do that unless you're accusing him of uh, grabbing a woman by the private parts. Okay, That's so the only ready time for he our ever new, apologized. Ready for our new uh, hashtag? Yeah, think. <laughs> hashtag yeah, think. I like that yeah, a lot, think? actually. Anyway, <laughs> just for for me, it was very dissettling and not surprising. But when I was sitting there watching the jobs reports in bed, I was like, there's no way that's right. Especially when they started listing construction, uh, restaurants, and things that haven't even been open. I mean, they haven't even had any time to profit. You called me that day, and you said, does that sound right to you? I was like, no. And by the way, we just found out it's not right. There's 1.5 million, and the stock market crashed yet again today. Craziness. So, in in essence, don't listen to the Trump administration. They all lie, including their press secretary that she's a Christian woman. She would never lie. Bullshit. That woman was on the air years ago saying he was a moron. I know. And she's like, well, everybody can change their mind. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny, though, too, because... You know, what? you know what? You give me that kind of political power and that kind of money after... She's not making much money now, but when she goes away, she'll make a lot of money. I'd do it, too. Okay, so John Hollywood said this, and you know they offer me $7 million to say otherwise. I might think about it, wouldn't you? 
Um, sadly, no. I, I could not lie like that, just directly to people. All right, you're right. I can't not do it either. either. I'm sorry. I mean, I would I be thinking the American people are counting on us to give them the truth, and uh, that's what we do. And when Kelly took the podium, she promised the press that she would not lie to them, and she lied to them within five minutes. You know what that music sure, means? Five, it means we take a break, pay some bills. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood, and with my amazing co-host, Will Cobb. Don't forget... Our amazing show producer, Maureen Vanderpool. We love her, love, 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 love her. We'll be right back. They're pulling up this water town. Ain't nobody hanging around. September day. Was I'm playing with the other little girls, running up and down the bleachers, and we go to bed that night. Everything was just normal. But uh, around 10 o'clock, she woke up telling me that her legs were hurting. And I thought, well, she was running a lot tonight. She's probably just tired. Ellie's always been a very healthy child. She was never really much of a crier because she was always around boys and you had to be tough. But she was continuing to hurt. I tried everything. I massaged her legs, ice, heat. At 3 a.m. she looked at me and she said, Mommy, please help me. So I did. I put her in the car and I took her to the children's hospital. They took her straight back and the doctor did some tests. The ER doctor, he came in, he talked to me, and he said, uh, her x-ray looks great, her blood work looks normal. However, I don't want you to leave yet. He said, there's two more tests that I'm waiting on that aren't back. And um, at 8.30, a new doctor comes in. And that's when he told us all the tests were highly suspicious for leukemia. That was the worst moment of my life. Ellie crawled up in my lap. She put her little hands on my face. And she said, breathe, Mommy, breathe. Uh, Two days later, they sent us uh, to Memphis at St. Jude. You know, when we got here, she says, Mom, I am mad at you. And I said, why are you mad at me? And she said, well, you have taken me to the hospital where kids have cancer. So she asked me, she said, Mom, do I have cancer? And um, I wasn't going to lie to her. I said, that's what the doctors think, and that's why we're here. She just said, Mom, I don't want to be a cancer person. (laughs) So I just sat there and held her and just told her it was going to be okay. But a few days later, we got some unexpected news. Um, When Ellie had her bone marrow biopsy and some other testing done, it moved Ellie from a low-risk category to a high risk. I wasn't prepared for that at all. You have a million questions going through your mind at that point, but your biggest question is, is my little girl going to be okay? Please, God, don't take her. You know, that was just the beginning of her battle. Ellie's treatment, it is pretty uh, intense. You know, I think about the medicine that my child has had, and it is more than the majority of people take in a lifetime. But she just amazes me every day with how strong she is. She's my hero, and she's a blessing to us. But she misses doing things that she used to do. We tried to find things for her to look forward to, even though she felt so ill. The thing that seemed to bring her the most joy every day was a trip to the mailroom. So that became part of our daily routine to see, does Ellie have mail? She got mail from all over the United States. I still don't know who some of the people were who sent her um, just a card that says, stay strong, brave girl. We're so proud of you. 
and we read every card she has ever gotten. The mail brightened her day. Not only did it comfort her, but it was a huge comfort to me and her father just to know that we had that many people who loved her, were thinking about her. We would never have enough time to thank them. I know that my baby will never stop. This is only going to make her stronger. I know that she will tackle anything in her future, but I do thank St. Jude they are giving her a future. We'll never be able to repay St. Jude for what they've done to allow me to be with her every day um, and not have to worry about paying those medical bills at the end of this. That's all I need to worry about is focusing on her. That's all I want to do is just to make sure she's okay, she's comfortable. And for that, I'm forever grateful. This allergy season, your eyes can feel better. Similison Allergy Eye Drops are made with natural active ingredients, not harsh chemicals. Similison of Switzerland. Feel good about feeling better. All right, everybody. Welcome back to All You Need to Know Radio. I am your host, John Hollywood. My gosh, whew, that commercial cheered me up, man. The producers told me, or not my producers, but the people who handle the ads here, they said, get ready, but I really think we need to play this. And man, mm, mm, mm. I need a minute, Will. You need to take over for a second. Are you really you got to turn this over to me after me sobbing to a St. Jude's commercial. And then my girl, Whitney, really? Sorry, my friend. <laughs> we to move on. But, wow, I love that. Thank you. You know what? I love that you play, you play PSAs that mean something. I think that's very important. Absolutely. I mean, we have advertisers, but, you know, right now while we're getting everything set and things, I want to be able to do things I can control a little bit more, and I think it's working out really well. Real quick, let's remind everybody to follow us on all social media, meaning Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Tumblr. If it's a social media platform, all you need to know radio is on it. Also, remember, at the end of the show, and I'm not saying get off now because I want you to stay with us live, but you can actually go to Spotify, Google Play. You can go Alexa, play All You Need to Know Radio, and I think we come on the radio now. We're on iTunes. We're on any platform that has an on-demand uh, podcast. We're that blessed, and we want to say thank you to everybody also, out there. And also, John Hollywood and I have been talking a long time about, and we're working on it. It's not going to come immediately but we're talking about bringing on some callers to the air absolutely uh on the other two radio shows that i had we always did have callers i could tell you a little joke real quick that's kind of funny if you got a second so i was on 570 klif here in dallas texas the most redneck station in dallas and of course they did not know about my uh sexual preferences, and nor should they have, but in any case, I started, and the day they put me on the radio was Saturday at 5 p.m. right after Bill O'Reilly, and I beat him in the ratings, and plus I told the people in the studio, listen, I'm going to make these phones ring, so somebody needs to be ready to answer the phones. They're like, oh, the phones don't ever ring on Saturday. Like, Okay. So I started the show, started talking about your credit, started talking about how you want to get a free credit report, giving people advice like that, but you've got to call blah, blah, blah number. The phones lit up like a Christmas tree to the point Dan Bennett, the president of, of Cumulus Radio, had to come down from his office and answer the phone. 
Well, funny? I don't think a lot of people know that about you, John Hollywood, that that's been your mission in life is to help people who have bad credit repair it. Absolutely. You know, I did it for 23 years at the Federal Trade Commission. I had the largest credit repair company in the world, and I fought the Federal Trade Commission to the tune of over $700,000 in attorney fees. But you won. But you won. But you won. But you won. Uh, we won the first time. The second time they beat us on a technicality, but guess what? We still could have kept fighting them. They just made it where it wasn't fun anymore. I mean, if I can't have but, fun doing what I'm doing, screw it. We right, are going to end up is, doing a show well, about credit repair, though, Will, because right now right, the way the credit repair is, laws tried to are, help a lot of people. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But you tried to help. You tried to help we a helped lot like seventy thousand people around. I mean, like in Hawaii, everywhere. It's pretty amazing. No, that is amazing. I don't even think you but knew that. You got to you got to stop killing me with these uh, <laughs> PSAs. You're killing me. I'm and sorry, then you buddy. brought up Whitney Houston. I, I thought about that after the fact, okay? I really, really did. All right. No, so I go missed to, our death. Uh, where were you when Whitney passed? I was at home, but I had been in that hotel about a week before. Yeah, I was at a play. It wasn't a play. It was a softball I don't know. Do you remember it? There was nudity in it. So I remember. <laughs> but anyway, do we I had all gone to eat. Huh? Do I remember you being nude? I'm sure. No, I a lot. <laughs> bad, bad boy. I love it, though. Um, but it, we went and saw that. Take me out to the ball game or something like that, but they put a gay twist on it. But anyway, then we, about me and about nine people went to go eat dinner. And all of a sudden, my phone blew up and said Whitney was, not, was no longer alive. And then some places were reporting she wasn't. She was. They didn't know if she was, you know, if she was conscious or she'd been taken to the hospital. But, I mean, her body remained at that hotel for eight or nine hours. And it was now, so horrible. And, you know, here's the thing about her. I always believed that she wasn't just talented, she was gifted. I mean, she was the entire female voice of that generation. What's your favorite song by her? Greatest Love. The Greatest Love? Yeah, I, you know, I always thought that was so pretty. I mean, you, know, you, know, you don't know this, but I knew George Michael, and you know why. I did too. Because he lived I knew in George. Right, we, we, everybody in Dallas, <laughs> a lot of people in Dallas knew George Michael because he lived here for two years. Yeah. And he was a very nice guy. And when he died, I always thought he was the best male voice of his generation. But I was devastated. Oh, but absolutely. At the same time, you know, I. I you didn't know that boyfriend of his, did you? Yeah, I did. But you I did? think, I think. Yeah, I, I know Kenny. No, 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 think, not Kenny. No, the one that he was with oh, the no, night he died. Star, no. The one that like oh, sat in a car while George Michael or while George was in the in his house. That's that's an odd thing. That's, that's an odd very thing. Shady. But my point Yeah, very shady. But my point is my point is is that George and Whitney of that generation of music were literally the most talented and when they both died I was just devastated. I'll, I'll try to brighten this up a little bit. Ty, Ty actually is, was really good friends with George, um, and it really liked to kill him when he passed away. But the thing is, is that did Boy, you see the documentary he did for HBO before he passed away? He had, he had completed it already. I think it's called Freedom. Yeah, I remember that. It was so good because it shows you the inside out and the – awfulness of the of the music industry and what i was so completely taken back by is you know that song freedom and that video freedom i will never look at it or listen to it the same after watching that documentary because doc if you listen to the words i won't let you down i will not give you up you got to have some faith in the sound it's the one good thing that i've got you know he's telling get 
telling them to leave him alone so he can do his music. I never knew that. Right, but but here's the thing. You and I both know. You and I are both on the air right now, correct? We are both live. Right, so both of you and I, I want – Maureen's cringing right now. <laughs> right, but you and I both want – what? who's cringing? I said I wonder if Maureen is cringing right now. No, because this is our topic. But you and I both want a little form of attention because we're on the air. And when you look at Whitney or you look at George and, you know, they wanted that kind of fame, it came with a price. And I've always said this. If you don't know by now the price, don't do it. That's actually very, very true. The thing is, though, is that – Somebody like Madonna, who you adore, understood the price. Right. And she still does. a lot of – it, yeah, yeah, and it comes with a lot of scrutiny. It comes with a lot of attention to your life, and it's a hard life. I mean, it's glamorous. You get a lot of money. You can walk into any restaurant you want. You know, you make a lot of Hollywood deals, but it's a lot of attention on your life. They look at you through your backyard. They do, and sometimes they shouldn't be doing that. All right, guys, that music means we need to take a break and to pay some bills. This is All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood, and our amazing co-host, Will Cobb, and our show producer, Maureen Vanderpool. We're so excited to have her. This is Rihanna S&M. You're listening to All You Need to Know Radio, heard exclusively on blogtalkradio.com, live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Hey everybody, how's everybody doing out there tonight? Are you ready to end your debt forever? Are you tired of paying credit card payments every single month and all you seem to be doing is getting the interest paid and not lowering your actual balance? And you've thought to yourself, why am I in this mess? Let me tell you something right now. It is a situation that is happening with millions of Americans and their families and it's very sad the government has not stepped in to do anything. Guess what? We are ready to help you. There is a company that is a new uh, sponsor out there called American Negotiators. And let me tell you, are you ready to get out of debt? They say if you've been told there's nothing you can do, listen very closely because I'm about to tell you the truth and your family. Major credit card companies don't want you to know the truth And the truth is, you can actually settle your debt for less than what you owe. And yes, they will not go out of business because they lose a little bit of money. And the other families are able to go on with their lives and feel confident that they actually paid their bills. Pick your phone up right now and call 972-764-3120. Let American negotiators go to work for you today with years of experience. Let them show you a better way to end your debt permanently. They've got over 30 years of proven experience with the president and CEO in the credit and debt industry, and they are ready to go to work for you right now. As an added treat, and because you heard it on All You Need to Know Radio, call 972-764-3120. That is 972-764-3120. And listen up, guys. Everybody that calls right now for the next five minutes, you will get 50% off their amazing debt negotiation services. Go to your phones and call them right now. American Negotiators is the only name you need to know to get out of debt. 
American negotiators ending America's debt one debt at a time. 972-764-3120. Welcome back, everybody. This is All You Need to Know Radio with your host, John Hollywood. And Will Cobb is our co-host. You like that song? I love that song, and that was actually a good commercial. I've not heard you do one on your own. Oh, well, thank you very much. Yeah. Hmm. Got me in Paris. John Hollywood. (laughs) That's right. Uh, It was funny because when I was at KLIF, I used to do a lot of people's commercials. They liked my voice, so that was very sweet of them, I thought. All right, so let's move to our entertainment watch. When I go on when I go on TMZ, the very first thing that pops up is I can't get away from this awful man. President Trump sued he violated our rights with tear gas. Donald Trump trampled the constitutional rights of protesters when he ordered law enforcement to unleash tear gas, pepper spray, and rubber bullets on them. This according to the new lawsuit. The president is being sued by three protesters who claim they were just demonstrating outside the White House, which is their constitutional right to do, at Lafayette Park on June 1st, the day POTUS took his now infamous church photo op. According to the lawsuit, TMZ is reporting this, the protesters claim they were part of a peaceful demonstration, and the warnings to the crowd were not clear or, or legible. As the Trump campaign or Trump administration, whoops, sorry, did I combine that? Not really. They are the same thing. Uh, They say all of the sudden police officers in riot gear charged them with their bayonets, firing rubber bullets, and using pepper pepper spray, which you can just completely see on videotape with no problem. In the docks, the protesters claimed the crowd-clearing tactics violated their constitutional rights, including freedom of assembly under the First Amendment, and their right to be free for excessive force from under the Fourth Amendment. In fact, they invoked the words of the President Franklin D. Roosevelt, saying June 1st is the day they will live in infamy. What do you think, Will? Well, first of all, Trump said that pepper spray isn't a chemical agent, but that's not true. It is. And you know what? Here's the thing. The man wanted a photo op. He held the Bible upside down. So i got to ask you, John, is that really right? No, I mean, he looked like he'd never held a Bible in his life. Probably not. I mean, he probably had to have some kind of special kind of gloves on so it didn't catch on fire. Yes, I think. I mean, the devil had to. I think that he's just, ugh. I'm so tired of him. You know, one thing that I was excited that Joe Biden said, and I don't know that if we got out on the air today when we're talking with Amos, was that um, Joe Biden said that if under no circumstances would he allow the White House to be taken hostage and he would enforce action to physically remove Donald Trump if need be, that he hopes. Well, I think that I think that'd be a great topic for you and Amos because. And I think that's something we need to talk about because a lot of people are scared about what happens if Trump won't leave. But the point is the moment – and I'm going to say this not as your constitutional expert. I'm going to say this just as your co-host. But the moment Trump is out of office by electoral vote, then Biden has control over the military. So I would love to talk with Amos about this. Because I think he's a guy who could really explain the legality of it, don't you think? I do. I can, we've actually – he's actually been screaming mayday, mayday, waving the flag, the red flag about this for about six months because – Right, so I'd like, really I'd like us to – Go ahead. So when we get our fabulous producer, Maureen Vanderpool, online Absolutely. to talk about our next show, I think that might be something we should talk about. Absolutely. Does she want to come on? Are you there, Maureen? I'll see if she wants to come on. 
Well, ask her if she wants to. Let's ask her for a minute of her comments about this. Ms. Vanderpool, would you like to go live? Sure. <laughs> Look, that beautiful <laughs> voice. Listeners, let me tell you something. Is- You're getting to hear the voice of our God. <laughs> our beautiful God. Oh, my goodness. Producer. Well, that's that's a new title that. I haven't heard before. <laughs> goddess, goddess, goddess. But Maureen, okay, so here's the point. So you do listen to the show and you give notes and then you give notes before we go on. But I think talking about what happens in the transition is very important. What do you think? Yeah, I I, I would love to hear what uh, Amos thinks about that because – I've, I've been saying it for the last four year, three and a half years, okay? Will, put your phone on mute, please. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Maureen. Oh, no, I, I said that I've been talking about that for the last three and a half years because yes, that man is not going to leave. Yeah, almost actually brought it up like six to nine months ago, and he, he was thinking that they were going to try to change something in the Constitution he did some research, and he found out they can't do anything. It's very specific in the Constitution that the sitting president cannot do anything to change the election, move the election, or anything like that. That doesn't mean Donald Trump won't try. Right, but that's why, I, I mean, that's why he is, like, really gung-ho about the mail-in, the mail-in votes and the voter suppression and – I mean, he's doing everything in his power to make sure that the Democrats don't come out in force. Because yeah, theoretically, I mean, it's history, but history has shown one of the reasons why he's, he's against the mail-in votes is because history has shown that mail-in votes don't do well for Republicans. Did you see the line in Georgia last night? That was that was ridiculous. I mean, was there was no excuse. There was no excuse. Well, no, it wasn't encouraging. That was clear voter suppression. I thought that it was because there were so ones, many people and they were having them stand six feet apart. No, no, like no, 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 no. Okay, I missed them. I apologize. The communities, the communities that you saw those long lines were African American communities. The the other communities in um in Atlanta and other parts of Georgia, there were no lines. Wow. All right, so guys, okay, I, I, was, was, I, I mean, I not, I'm both. not an I'm not an expert, but do some research and you'll see that that's where those people were waiting for, like. Like they didn't finish until like two, three o'clock in the morning. That's crazy. Okay. So All right, we'll continue this conversation a bit later. Ever guys, let's move on to our song pick of the week, and then we got to close the show out. So our song pick That's of the it. week, it's new, That's it's it. dangerous, and it's by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, biggest in Billboard history with this song "Rain on Me." Take a listen. guys so that was lady gaga and ariana grande with rain on me go out itunes google anywhere you can get music and you can get it so now we're at the end of our show so will go ahead with yours or actually maureen you have the floor for a few minutes go ahead did i lose maureen i might have lost Maureen. no i'm here i'm here go ahead the floor is yours darling as our producer. I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Close you have the, the floor. I just want you to say something. Just, just to close the show out. Um, I think that uh, we should definitely 
do the topic of uh, voter suppression and Trump not leaving office next week. And we will do that next week at the farm. We bow to her feet. Maureen Van Maureen Vanderpool, we love you very much. Oh, we're out of time. That. Make sure that you join us next Thursday night as Maureen just revealed our topic, voter suppression. Night everybody. Night what everybody. Good yeah, night. What if everybody what if Trump won't leave the office? We're gonna deal with all of that and get our constitutional attorney to tell us what the consequences would be. And remember, guys. Every morning, get up and look at yourself in the mirror and ask what have you done today to make yourself feel proud. If you can't think of anything, think about what you can do to help your neighbor. You know, we need to get back, you know, with the six feet and everything like that. But we still need to get and we need to get away from this isolation of everything and all this hate that is going on in this country. With that, keep reaching for the stars because that's where it all begins. Never let anyone tell you who to love, how to love, or how to make your America. It's a hard place for us to live, but we're about to get the orange Oompa Loompa man out of the White House as long as you go vote. Like uh, Hamilton A. Sneed said last week, register people to vote. Make sure they go out and vote. I'm thinking about renting a bus to take people to go vote. If you need a, a need a ride, let us know. This is all you need to know. Radio with coming you. to you live from Dallas, Texas. Say good night, Will. Good night, everybody. Good night.